Hello, and welcome to Stephen Rollins' Beer Podcast. Number 103. 103. This is kind of familiar, this beer. Yeah, before we get onto that, I've got a problem. Go on. Now, have you seen the email that uh, Matt and the Evil One have sent out? I don't think I have this week, actually. So we are the unofficial voice of Beer Bods. Yes. The voice that nobody wanted. Nobody gets anyway, yes. And they, what, they're what they doing a Beer Bods Plus. They and are. Beer Bods Plus is where they are doing videos talking about the beer. Where did you get this idea from? Who gave you this motivation? 103 episodes. 103. And we brushed aside like a piece of rubbish. Tell you something, I'm seriously thinking about cancelling my subscription. <laughs> In protest at this debacle. This, this travesty. I, I'm pretty sure I know what's going on. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure that, that Matt and Gordon like drinking. And if they get 120 people to watch them at the same time, they can drink more. I heard. I personally think it's so the dog can have more of a platform oh. to... Uh, well, he, he's definitely got a career ahead. He's definitely more entertaining than them pair. Jeez. I wonder if they're going to call it the Matt and Gordon Beer Podcast. <laughs> episode. And they'll, they'll go, hello, and welcome to Absolute. Matt and Gordon's Beer Podcast, Arold. number episode one, featuring Harold. Harold? Harold's going to go to the top of the list. Dirty young man. Um, okay, we've rambled enough, yes. This week's beer, um, I have known the brewer from this brewery before he had his own brewery. Mm. and was the head brewer of Titanic Brewery. So don't try and get your research out with all I'm that. I'm not involved then. I'm, I'm yeah. going to let you tell me everything. Um, so Brad has, was a so. brewer for 10 years at um, uh, Titanic and was uh, behind many of their successes. Um, yeah. He was He's a very talented brewer. Very old school, and I don't think he'll be sad to hear me say that. You no. know, he is. He's, he's a very traditional style brewer, but has come up with such wonderful beers as Iceberg, yeah. uh, Steerage, Captain Smith's. And the he, Stout Witch they've. The Stout Witch has won numerous prizes. awards for. Um, but Brad, with the, um, the best wishes of Titanic, mm. wanted to open up his own brewery. So, around about two, three years ago. 2008. Two th- is it that long now? It's that long Jeez, now. Jeez, yeah. that's scary. But Brad left Titanic, and he actually—I actually went on a brewery tour at Titanic with Brad. Okay. Um, yeah, I think it was one of the last things he did there because it was—it was around about that time, and um, he set up in what used to be a brewery back in the day mm, in Stones. Uh, sorry, a Bent's brewery. Yep. There we are. Um, in fact, he still has the well that used to supply the water. Mm. Uh, I don't think he's using the well water for the brewing yet, but it's part no. of his plan. Yeah. Um, very much wants to make himself the Stone Brewery, you know, the brewery of Stone. Uh, to those who don't know, Stone is a very small village north of Stafford, south of Stoke-on-Trent. And it's, it's interesting, it's got quite a history in terms of brewing. Yeah. It's been very important. Like, so actually, it goes back a thousand years brewing in Stone uh, until the 70s. Yeah. So in the 70s, the brewery that they're in now, which was the, the Bent's Brewery, was closed down by Bass Charrington. And also, they had the closing down of the Jules's Brewery that used to be in Stone, which caused a big, uh, big protest against it from uh, what was kind of proto-camera. The camera was starting to form there. Yeah. So it was, it was really important in, in actually the formation of that real ale movement. But then we had 
nothing in stone for a bit. Well, I then... mean, of course, that Staffordshire, you know, always been very important for Broome, but always mm. been very much centred around Burton. But Stone was a hub for it, and a lot of it is because of the canal network that they'd got there. Yeah. That was where much of the, the breweries back in the day started. Um, limestone is interesting in many ways. It, it is one that every beer has some kind of reference to stone. Yeah. Um, although, when you say... Well, Einstein, which is this week's beer, how is that a reference to stone? Well, My, one stone in German. So, uh, yeah, you can... We come back with all your research this week. <laughs> I know this brewery inside out. So we've actually got two beers this week. Have so we? we've got Einstein. Some of the other subscribers are getting Abdominal Stone Man. Yep, okay, which is... It's actually not a million miles away from it. It's, it's a similar style, isn't it? Well, it's more of an, an IPA-ish. That one is American Hops. This one's yeah. Pale Ale with... Pale Bitter with... With European hops, yeah, oh, quite different. They go. They're not massively different. A lot more percentage on the other one. Okay. Anyway, do you want to talk a bit more about about Brad? Because uh, Brad is definitely a a, be, a slightly larger than life character. Isn't he's he? actually losing some of that weight. He's doing. He started running. Okay. okay. Like, I wasn't referring to that really. No, no, but it, yeah, it's true that. that he is a big guy. So Brad um, into his rugby and into his rugby also likes to likes to play with little children at the weekends. <laughs> he's a he's a scoutmaster. Yeah. Never trust a man who's a scoutmaster. There's something weird there. That's not right. I don't like my own kids. I'm saying I'm going to go and entertain <laughs> other people's. But no, he's. I mean, he's, he 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 gives an awful lot. An awful lot, yeah. Um, to uh, the community as well. Uh, always uh, one of the first people to put his name down for the food and drink festivals yeah. in Stone and in Stafford. A big supporter of the cycling event that's happening in Stafford yeah. soon. Um, like you, you see Brad and Viv, and Viv, like Vivi's wife, she's the motor behind everything that happens in that business. Yeah. While Brad's prancing about at the front going, look at me, I brew beer. She's balancing the books, delivering stuff, getting things in. Um, and he's an amazing woman. Actually qualified midwife and has given up midwifery to look after another baby, okay. um, which is the brewery, and uh, and develop that into w w where it's going. Talking there about are lots of things about limestone I love. Uh, Viv. I've been one of them, yeah. but and Brad being another. Um, there are lots of things I'm not so keen on. Like they have a very distinctive style. They do. Um, yeah. In branding and in beer, um, yeah. but Brad's pushed himself out of his comfort zone a few times. And when yeah. he does, and he more, normally has more recently. exceptional results. When he does, like yeah. like he has all of the tools um, to 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 make amazing beers, and he makes good beers. Uh, so for me. I think Limestone, I'm very happy to say, are definitely my, my local brewery of choice. Yeah. They're definitely, like, they're kind of what I want a traditional local brewery to be. Yeah. I know that if I go into a pub and see, oh, they've got a pint of Einstein on, I'm going to have something that's a nice, solid, traditional. But I'm not going to have to worry that, actually, oh, that's really bad. Yeah. I never worry that they're going to be a bad beer from them. Nope. And it's always going to be better than whatever else is generic. And, and we use our Witherspoons. Um, oh, yeah. And, in fact, and they have been in Witherspoons more than most yeah, in this Most area. of the local Witherspoons do a good job of putting them on because they know they're going to sell. But I'm further afield. Brad has done yeah. an awful lot of deals with them to supply nationally. Yeah. Um, so his beer has been in lots of places. And not just them, in fact. For a tiny brewery 
that they yeah. are have actually got quite a reach out there. Yeah, you I've also seen them start in North to see Wales them, and all sorts of places. You start to see them appear in uh, a lot of shops um, around yeah. the areas, supermarkets, you know, in local. In fact, they've now even exporting some, so they've got somebody exporting their beers to Sweden for them. Okay. So lucky Swedish people, you get your beers. Yeah. Um, I think it's, it's fair to say that the, their kind of core range is not that dissimilar to the, the kind of core range you had at Titanic. Yeah. You've got a variety of kind of bitters, of some lighter, some a bit darker. You've also got one one stout, which is, again, very good. Their, yeah. their Stone Dead is a really nice really nice stout. Um, I do like the percentage on the Stone Dead. Yeah. 6.66. Um, <laughs> that, that was that thought out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, they so they have they have their own uh, brewery tap the um, limestone vaults. Well, it, the well, second one isn't yeah. open yet, is it? Yep, it's opened up now. Is we it? Have, I haven't got there yet, but it's the the borehole in stone is now now open, I believe. Is it? Yeah, I oh, think okay. a, couple, a few weeks now. It's uh, probably haven't had actually time in the country to, yeah. to go and see it, but yeah, I believe it's now now open and um, nice to see them having a having a brewery tap actually in in the town that it's yeah. brewed as well because their original brewery tap is. Um, it's on the back of... It's an interesting story about how they got the mm. vaults was that the, um, the, there's a big property auction company in yeah. Stoke that buys up all of these cheap properties and, and they needed an office, so they bought they actually bought well, a property yeah. themselves and then chopped the front of it off for their offices but had yeah. this massive space well, at the and back. Basically, this, had been, this was called the vaults. This was a fairly infamous, you know, not particularly well-known but not particularly well-liked oh, location yeah. in... Uh, in Newcastle, which was somewhere I'd never been to, I'd never particularly need to go to, and they take the front of it because they could use the front of it. They got all this space behind, don't they? They didn't, yeah. they couldn't use. So, so they, they they virtually virtually gave it to Brad to say go go have a go, which is great because at the time they were expanding the brewery, just setting up the brewery. Really, it wasn't so old. I think it's only been a couple of years from being set up, and. You know, they, they they were investing in the brewery, yeah. but they had an opportunity to take this vault and has become super successful oh, in yeah. Newcastle. Like every time I've been, there's plenty of people yeah. in there. It's amazing how quickly they've gone from being a fairly, you know, it was it was just it's a new pub, and it's, you always have to struggle to stand out as a new pub in a place that's already got quite a lot of pubs. A lot of pubs. Um, Too many pubs actually. Yeah. And I rarely say that of a ten, but Newcastle does have. Too many pubs for how many people are there? Too many pubs and too many that are a bit average. And actually, they've got a, a fire. They've got lovely space, lovely, lovely seats, and all the rest of it. And every time I go in there now, it is rammed full of people having a good time. Which is and lots of my non-beer geeky friends who just like a really nice night out with some reasonable beer. They're they definitely they're always saying to me, "Oh, can we go to?" Yeah, no, that's the beauty of it. And and maybe that's you know the beauty of the brewery is that they aim at that. Like the pleasing, pleasing everybody one, which means, you know, maybe the beer geeks, they'll be happy, they won't be ecstatic, but you know, the the people that don't like, you know, kind of real beer in any way will still go. It's you know, it's it's good. They've so, got some really good stuff. They always get having some nice sides and stuff. Some, yeah, some bits to balance it. They've got a good bottle fridge, so yeah, there's always something there, and it's a really nice space, and they get good staff as well who always look after you and friendly, which is. Yeah, I'm going to have to go to the stone one next time. I haven't mm. it opened yet, so that yeah, we'll that, that. that that will be my uh, one of my one of my jobs next week. Um, so I'm opening. So we haven't even yeah, opened we it yet. We're like we're eleven minutes in, and, and we haven't opened the beer. It's all right. We know what we're going to say about the beer. Well, I I kind of do. Um, 
we should also talk about the branding. This is the elephant in the room. Um, I like lots of their branding. I, I love the stone element to it. It's very Titanic-esque. Yeah. Like, like they have Captain Smith's and Iceberg and you know Steerage and all those. And and you know he's gone along this same thing of having a theme on them, which is fine. Um, uh, I, the the colours are recognisable and distinctive. All their beers yes. are, are labelled in a very recognisable fashion. Once it you know it, seems to have a bronze medal on it, which me oh. all this bronze medal makes me want to do is have the silver and the gold <laughs> one. Like, why am I drinking third place when I can drink first or second? Yeah, I'm not a fan of medals, are we? Seba regional winner of bottle cold beer. Bottle cold beers? Are that? God, God, I need my glasses on. I'll be conditioned, I would have thought. Yeah. I don't look like conditioned, it's a four-letter word. <laughs> um, so... I bet you can't read that. Uh, well, yeah. Anyway, like, moving on. I don't... Oh, it's best before the 2nd of the 16th, 1669. <laughs> <laughs> Think that might be a bit of a printed over there. That's a well-aged beer. Yeah. Um, you know, their branding is very distinctive. It does stand out on a shelf. I don't think it does any favours for the, uh, the, you know, the craft beer style. We... We actually got a bunch of Buxton beers sitting behind it at the minute yeah. on my table in my office. That's the way I roll. Um, you know, I have beer everywhere, and <laughs> true. You know, and we can hardly say that Buxton's is the most contemporary of logos, but it doesn't look as sharp as those bottles we've got. Yeah, I, I, I guess that's the thing. It, it it has got a certain look to it, and that's advantageous. I'm not sure it's one that necessarily does a great job of selling itself to the kind of people who might. Against those kind of craft ones, I do, I do like that he's got a picture of the brewery on the front though, and that is how the brewery looks. Yeah. And the, he's got the big tear on it. And if you get a chance, try. You should definitely try his. What's his honey one? Um, Stone brewed. Stone brewed, which is uh, honey from his own bees on top yeah. of the tower of the brewery, which yeah, I think they've... is a cute idea. I like that. Um, and it's a great idea, and it's a, it's one of those ones that's genuinely started by him having uh, an interest. I think it's one of the things as well I like about the breweries. It's very driven by him and his interests and yeah. who he is. Yeah. Uh, and who they are. It yeah. is a it is a representation of both of their personalities. Um, the beer, we should definitely start talking mm. about the beer. So, you know, I'm gonna start drinking the beer. You start talking. Yeah, it's it's one of my favourite from his range because although it's five percent, it is quite chuggable. It's one yeah. that you can just sit there and drink, and you actually don't get too smashed on it. Um, the Stone Man, that is the other one I've also had, and. I don't personally think they're massively different. I, I agree that the Stone Man is maybe a little bit more hoppy and it's a little bit more alcoholy, yeah. but I don't think that it is that much different in its style. Yeah, I think you, they're both a good representation of what mm. what Brad's about. Um, and also probably two of my favourites from, from yeah. his range. Yeah, I think, it's, if anything, Stone Man uh, perhaps pushes him a little bit more out of his comfort zone. And I'd, li- I'd like to see more of that from Limestone. I, I really would, yeah. because I do feel that the core range is a little bit safe and it's a little bit you know but then he's got to sell the beer he knows who he's selling the beer to and who's going to drink it and let's be honest in Stone and Staffordshire there are not a a plethora of places that you can sell a 10% IPA to you know there is is just not and this is the kind of beer that will sell all day long and will be better than anything else on the pool so so if you've got you've got Stone Man you've got a 7% I mean, I think he, he's labelled it as an American pale ale, but it's it's kind of IPA territory, mm-hmm. um, fairly hoppy, American hops. This one is, as Einstein, is a 5%. I'm going to call it a bitter, because I'm pretty sure that's what I would consider it I, is. I personally but with, it too. 
Bernard European Br- hops, Hersbrucker hops. Yeah, I, I, I don't think uh, Brad would call this a bitter. I think he would call it a, a pale ale. You know, uh, a that's, that's ale, kind of splitting a golden ale, splitting hairs. It is. Really. It, no, but it is a very traditional bitter right. style taste to me. Yeah. You know, uh, which, and, and for me, I'm going to put heart on, on on the line here. Heart on my sleeve and or something or other. Mix heart on your heart. Heart on your heart. <laughs> oh no! Look, there's blood all over, and I'm not got a heart anymore. Um, anyway, um, yeah, I love this beer. This is a beer that I'm seriously fond of. It is one that I have gone and hunted down on on cask. I feel very lucky to be somewhere where I can hunt it down easily and reliably on cask. Yeah. Um, this for me is exactly what I want from a bitter. It is traditional enough in terms of its balance and the basic kind of core flavours that are there that yeah I can go in somewhere and I can have a session of drinking this I can, I'm happily drink this for the night mm-hmm. uh, in a pub and I feel comfortable it feels fitting with that kind of pub kind of traditional thing but at the same time I really like those those German hops that he's got in there yeah. for me that just that twists it just enough puts it in that, an interesting taste to it that means that I do want to go back for another I don't get bored going I've had a sip yeah it's fine it's like every other bitter no, there's something a bit more interesting, a bit going on there. I really like that. Um, there's not many beers I can say that I've gone back to and will hunt down. Um, it's I had a look on my untapped. Apart from some homebrew bits, where obviously you've got to drink a lot of it because you inflict it upon yourself. But uh, this is one of the beers I've drunk the most. I'm not particularly surprised by that. Yeah. And I think I'll go with my score then. Yeah, go on. My it. score is nine. Well, wow, that's high. Um, like, so you know, my my intimate knowledge of this brewery from mm. its inception, from tasting its first brews, I tasted some of the first stuff to come out of there. Um, so, Andy, who preceded Roland as what uh, my roaster here, used to work with Brad at Titanic, and and Andy was the salesman, and Brad was the brewer, and I got to meet Brad through Andy, uh, and I, I kind of got to taste the early stuff. So I know lots about this brewery, and I I, I love what they do because one thing you know with Brad is that he he brews well yeah. like it is consistently good there is very rarely that you think that's not a good beer on saying that I wish he did push himself a little bit more occasionally to do some more weird stuff because I do like the weird stuff but that's not for this beer mm. that's for the brewery as a whole this is his core range kind of goldeny style you know ale and um I, I do agree. I think it, this is much more of a bitter to me, uh, you know, in its taste profile. But um, for the, for the and I, do, I say this about you know for the branding, sticking the Seba thing on there makes me angry. Like Brad's better than that. Uh, and normally I'll take a couple of points off of that, and I am going to take a couple of points off that. But I'm going to give those couple of points straight back because it's Brad and Viv, and I know what amazing people they are, and um, and, and because I'm so into the brewery. The taste is well-brewed, solid, session ale, exactly what it should be. This is a good drinking beer. Um, I have drunk cases upon cases of this stuff. So, I, you know, I used to swap coffee for beer with Brad. He, he hasn't been around for coffee recently, but we, we need to fix that. Um, I am going to give it eight and a half. You know, it's yeah. a good, solid, well-brewed beer that I would drink a lot, you know, would I get excited about it like I have some of the nines and tens I've thrown out there? No, um, you know, because it, it isn't that kind of beer. Yeah, I, I think this is uh, 
as you can see, we've got a lot of appreciation for this this brewery and for this beer as well. I think well done, Matt, as well, and Matt and Gordon on getting uh, Stone Man and Einstein, two really good good choices from that range. I yep. think. Um, yeah. And we've gone over twenty minutes for the first wow. time ever, so we better just drink up and shut up. I think so. That's we are. Easy enough. Done.